It's May the 17th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long adventure, this journey, this pilgrimage. We are taking through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Hey, I want to remind you about the Q&A with Pastor Ray coming up Tuesday, May the 30th. Tuesday, May the 30th, 7 p.m. Central Time. It's Q&A with Pastor Ray. We're going to take questions dealing with the Bible reading we've done during the month of May. And think how much we've covered. The end of 1 Samuel, all of 2 Samuel, Psalms 46 through 60, all of 1 Kings, and most of 2 Kings. So that's a whole lot of the Old Testament to deal with. A lot of questions. Maybe there's a verse or an idea or a thought you have from some of these passages you can write down your question, send it to me by email, ray at keepbelieving.com, or you can write it in the comment section of Facebook, YouTube, or the Rumble video platform, and or, or you could write it in the comment section right at keepbelieving.com. It doesn't matter. Wherever you write your question, I will see it, and we're going to try to answer it. Don't forget, Q&A with Pastor Ray, our monthly edition for the month of May, Tuesday, May the 30th at 7 p.m., coming to you live from this office where I am seated right now. Okay, today, we're going to launch into the amazing book of 1 Kings. Now, just hit me. I'm calling all these books amazing, but you know, when you read them out loud, that's how it hits you. It's uh, They're all amazing books, and 1 Kings is fantastic. Very simple division, Very really two parts. There are 22 chapters, and it divides equally. The United Kingdom, chapters 1 through 11. The Divided Kingdom, chapters 12 through 22. United in the first 11 chapters, you have one man, Solomon, over the whole nation. After his death, there's a dispute between Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and the northern ten tribes go one way, southern two tribes go another way, and it's the story of the division of the nation of Israel after the death of Solomon. So united, chapters 1 through 11, divided, chapters 12 through 22. Five fast facts about 1 Kings. Number one, 1 Kings features three people. Know these three people? Know this book. Solomon, Ahab, and Elijah. Solomon, a good man who made some foolish choices. Ahab, a thoroughly wicked king. And then Elijah, a mountain man who became a great prophet for God. Number two, 1 Kings is all about, at least in the early chapters, the actual building of the temple. David planned it, but God said, David, you're a man of blood. Your son will build it. Solomon builds the temple. Um, number three, this shows both the wisdom of a wise man and how a wise man, like Solomon, can do some really foolish things. Number four, this book begins and ends with death. The death of David, a good man, the beginning, the death of Ahab, a wicked king uh, at the end, and a whole lot of killing in between. And number five, we're going to see how God can use a mountain man, this, uh, this Elijah the Tishbite from some little tiny community up in the mountains of Gilead on the east side of the Jordan River. God raised him up, and God's mountain man, Elijah, becomes a mighty prophet of God. Now today, 1 Kings chapters 1, 2, and 3. David and then Solomon. Now, 
King David was old and advanced in age. Although they covered him with bedclothes, he could not get warm. So his servant said to him, Let us search for a young virgin for the Lord my king. She is to attend the king and be his caregiver. She is to lie by your side so that my lord the king will get warm. They searched for a beautiful girl throughout the territory of Israel. They found Abishag the Shunammite and brought her to the king. The king was of unsurpassed beauty, and she became the king's caregiver. She attended to him, but he was not intimate with her. Adonijah, son of Haggith, kept exalting himself, saying, I will be king. He prepared chariots, cavalry, and 50 men to run ahead of him. But his father had never once infuriated him by asking, Why did you do that? In addition, he was quite handsome and was born after Absalom. He conspired with Joab, son of Zeruah, and with the priest Abiathar. They supported Adonijah, but the priest Zadok, Benaiah, son of Jehoiadak, the prophet Nathan, Shimei, Rhea, and David's royal guard did not side with Adonijah. Adonijah sacrificed sheep, goats, cattle, and fattened calf near the stone of Zaholith, which is next to Enrogel. He invited all his royal brothers and all the men of Judah, the servants of the king. But he did not invite the prophet Nathan, Benaiah, the royal guard, or his brother Solomon. Then Nathan said to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother, Have you not heard that Adonijah, son of Haggath, has become king, and our Lord David does not know it? Now, please come and let me advise you. Save your life and the life of your son Solomon. Go, approach King David and say to him, My lord the king, did you not swear to your servant, your son Solomon is to become king after me, and he is the one who is to sit on my throne. So, why has Adonijah become king? At that moment, while you are still there speaking with the king, I'll come in after you and confirm your words. So, Bathsheba went to the king in his bedroom. Since the king was very old, Abishag the Shunammite was attending to him. Bathsheba knelt low and paid homage to the king, and he asked, What do you want? She replied, My lord, you swore to your servant by the Lord your God. Your son Solomon is to become king after me, and he is the one who is to sit on my throne. Now look, Adonijah has become king, and my lord the king, you didn't know it. He has lavishly sacrificed oxen, fattened cattle, and sheep. He invited all the king's sons, the priest Abiathar, and Joab, the commander of the army. But he did not invite your servant Solomon. Now, my lord the king, the eyes of all Israel are on you to tell them who will sit on the throne of my lord the king after him. Otherwise, when my lord the king rests with his ancestors, I and my son Solomon will be regarded as criminals. At that moment, while she was speaking with the king, the prophet Nathan arrived, and it was announced to the king, the prophet Nathan is here. He came into the king's presence and paid homage to him with his face to the ground. My lord the king, Nathan said, did you say Adonijah is to become king after me, and he is the one who is to sit on my throne for today? He went down and lavishly sacrificed oxen, fattened cattle, and sheep. He invited all the sons of the king, the commanders of the army, and the priest of Viathar. And look, they're eating and drinking in his presence, and they're saying, Long live King Adonijah. But he did not invite me, me, your servant, whether priest Zadok or Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, or your servant Solomon. I am certain my lord the king would not have let this happen without letting your servant know who will sit on my lord the king's throne after him. King David responded by saying, Call in Bathsheba for me. So she came into the king's presence and stood before him. The king swore an oath and said, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from every difficulty, just as I swore to you by the Lord God of Israel, your son Solomon is to become king after me, and he is the one who is to sit on my throne in my place. That is exactly what I will do, 
this very day, Bathsheba knelt low with her face to the ground, paying homage to the king and said, May my lord King David live forever. King David then said, Call him the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan and Benaiah son of Jehoiada for me. So they came into the king's presence. The king said to them, Take my servants with you. Have my son Solomon ride on my own mule and take him down to Gihon. There the priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan are to anoint him as king over Israel. You are to blow the ram's horn and say, Long live King Solomon. You are to come after him, and he is to come in and sit on my throne. He is the one who is to become king in my place. He is the one I have commanded to be ruler over Israel and Judah. Amen. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, replied to the king, May the Lord, the God of my Lord, the king, so affirm it. Just as the Lord was with my Lord, the king, so may he be with Solomon and make his throne greater than the throne of my Lord, King David. Then the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the Cherethites, and the Pelethites went down, had Solomon ride on King David's mule, and took him to Gihon. The priest Zadok took the horn of oil from the tabernacle and anointed Solomon. Then they blew the ram's horn, and all the people proclaimed, Long live King Solomon. All the people went up after him, playing flutes and rejoicing with such a great joy that the earth split open from the sound. Adonijah and all the invited guests who were with him heard the noise as they finished eating. Joab heard the sound of the ram's horn and said, Why is the town in such an uproar? He was still speaking when Jonathan, son of Abiathar the priest, suddenly arrived. Adonijah said, Come in, for you are an important man, and you must be bringing good news. Unfortunately not, Jonathan answered him. Our Lord King David has made Solomon king, and with Solomon the king has sent the priest Zadok, the prophet Nathan, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and they have had him ride on the king's mule. The priest Zadok and the prophet Nathan have anointed him king in Gihon. They have gone up from there rejoicing. The town has been in an uproar. That's the noise you heard. Solomon has even taken his seat on the royal throne. The king's servants have also gone to congratulate our Lord King David, saying, May your God make the name Solomon more well known than your name, and may he make his throne greater than your throne. Then the king bowed in worship on his bed, and the king went on to say this, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Today he has provided one to sit on my throne, and I am a witness. Then all of Adonijah's guests got up trembling and went their separate ways. Adonijah was afraid of Solomon, so he got up and went to take hold of the horns of the altar. It was reported to Solomon, Look, Adonijah fears King Solomon, and he has taken hold of the horns of the altar, saying, Let King Solomon first swear to me that he will not kill his servant's servant with the sword. Then Solomon said, If he is a man of character, not a single hair of his, of his will fall to the ground, but if evil is found in him, he dies. So King Solomon sent for him, and they took him down from the altar. He came and paid homage to King Solomon, and Solomon said to him, Go to your home. 1 Kings 2. As the time approached for David to die, he ordered his son Solomon, As for me, I am going the way of all the earth. Be strong and be a man, and keep your obligation to the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes, commands, ordinances, and decrees. This is written in the law of Moses, so that you will have success in everything you do and wherever you turn, and so that the Lord will fulfill his promise that he made to me. If your sons take care to walk faithfully before me with all their heart, and all their soul, you will never fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. You 
also know what Joab's son of Zeruah did to me and what he did to the two commanders of Israel's army, Abner son of Ner and Amasa son of Jether. He murdered them in a time of peace to avenge blood shed and more. He spilled that blood on his own waistband and on the sandals of his feet. Act according to your wisdom and do not let his gray hair descend to Sheol in peace. Show kindness to the sons of Barzillai, the Gileadites, and let them be among those who eat at your table because they supported me when I fled from your brother Absalom. Keep an eye on Shimei, son of Girah, the Benjaminite from Bahulam, who is with you. He uttered malicious curses against me the day I went to Mahanaim, but he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, and I swore to him by the Lord, I will never kill you with the sword. So don't let him go unpunished, for you are a wise man. You know how to deal with him to bring his gray head down to Sheol with blood. Then David rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. The length of time David reigned over Israel was 40 years. He reigned seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. Solomon sat on the throne of his father David, and his kingship was firmly established. Now, Adonijah, son of Haggath, came to Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. She asked, Do you come peacefully? Peacefully, he replied, and then asked, May I talk with you? Go ahead, she answered. You know the kingship was mine. He said, All Israel expected me to be king, but then the kingship was turned over to my brother, for the Lord gave it to him. Now, I have just one request of you. Don't turn me down. She said to him, Go on. He replied, Please speak to King Solomon, since he won't turn you down. Let him give me Abishag the Shumanite as a wife. Very well, Bathsheba replied, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him about Adonijah. The king stood up to greet her, bowed to her, sat down on his throne, and had a throne placed for the king's, mo king's mother. So she sat down at his right hand. Then she said, I have just one small request for you. Don't turn me down. Go ahead and ask, mother. The king replied, I won't turn you down. So she said, let Abishag the Shunammite, Shunammite, Shunammite be given to your brother Adonijah as a wife. King Solomon answered his mother, why are you requesting Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Since he is my elder brother, you might as well ask the kingship for him, for the priest Abiathar and for Joab, son of Zeruah. Then King Solomon took an oath by the Lord, May God punish me and do so severely, if Adonijah has not made this request at the cost of his life. And now, as the Lord lives, the one who established me, seated me on the throne of my father David, and made me a dynasty as he promised, I swear... Adonijah will be put to death today. Then King Solomon dispatched Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who struck down Adonijah, and he died. The king said to the priest Abiathar, Go to your fields in Anathoth. Even though you deserve to die, I will not put you to death today, since you carried the ark of the Lord God in the presence of my father David, and you suffered through all that my father suffered. So Solomon banished Abiathar from being the Lord's priest, and it fulfilled the Lord's prophecy. He had spoken at Shiloh against Eli's family. The news reached Joab. Since he had supported Adonijah but not Absalom, Joab fled to the Lord's tabernacle and took hold of the horns of the altar. It was reported to King Solomon. Joab has fled to the Lord's tabernacle and is now beside the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah son of Jehoiada and told him, Go and strike him down. So Benaiah went to the tabernacle and said to Joab, This is what the king says, Come out. But Joab said, No, for I will die here. So Benaiah took a message back to the king. This is what Joab said. This is how he answered me. The king said to him, 
Do just as he says, strike him down and bury him in order to remove from me and from my father's family the blood that Joab shed without just cause. The Lord will bring back his own blood on his head because he struck down two men more righteous and better than he without my father David's knowledge. With his sword, Joab murdered Abner, son of Ner, commander of Israel's army, and Amasa, son of Jether, commander of Judah's army. The responsibility for their deaths will come back to Joab and to his descendants forever. But for David, his descendants, his dynasty, and his throne, there will be peace from the Lord forever. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, went up, struck down Joab, and put him to death. He was buried at his house in the wilderness. Then the king appointed Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, in Joab's place over the army, and he appointed the priest Zadok in Abiathar's place. Then the king summoned Shimei and said to him, Build a house for yourself in Jerusalem and live there, but don't leave there and go anywhere else. On the day you do live and leave and cross the Kidron Valley, know for sure that you will surely die. Your blood will be on your own head. Shimei said to the king, The sentence is fair. Your servant will do as my lord the king has spoken. And Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. But then at the end of three years, two of Shimei's slaves ran away to Achish, son of Ma'akah, king of God. Shimei was reformed, informed, look, your slaves are in Gath. So Shimei saddled his donkey and set out to Achish at Gath to search for his slaves. He went and brought them back from Gath. It was reported to Solomon that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned. So the king summoned Shimei and said to him, didn't I make you swear by the Lord and warn you, saying, on the day you leave and go anywhere else, know for sure that you will certainly die? And you said to me, the sentence is fair, I will obey. So why have you not kept the Lord's oath and the command that I gave you? The king also said, you yourself know all the evil that you did to my father David. Therefore, the Lord has brought back your evil on your head. But King Solomon will be blessed and David's throne will remain established before the Lord forever. Then the king commanded Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he went out and struck Shimei down, and he died. So the kingdom was established in Solomon's hand. First King 3. This is a chapter of all the chapters in the early part of First King. This is one we know. Solomon made an alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, by marrying Pharaoh's daughter. Solomon brought her to the city of David until he finished building his palace, the Lord's temple, and the walls surrounding Jerusalem. However, the people were sacrificing on the high places because until the time at temple, because until that time a temple for the Lord's name had not been built. Solomon loved the Lord by walking in the statutes of his father David, but he also sacrificed and burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there because it was the most famous high place. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Ask, what should I give you? And Solomon replied, You have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. Lord my God, you have now made your, king, your servant king in my father David's place. Yet, I am a youth, just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Now, 
It pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. So God said to him, because you have requested this and did not ask for a long life or riches for yourself or the death of your enemies, but you ask discernment for yourself to administer justice, I will therefore do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and understanding heart so that there has never been anyone like you before and never will be again. In addition, I will give you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that no king will be your equal during your entire life. If you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commands just as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Then Solomon woke up and realized it had been a dream. He went to Jerusalem, stood before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant, and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then he held a feast for all his servants. Then two women who were prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One woman said, Please, my lord, this woman and I live in the same house, and I had a baby while she was in the house. On the third day after I gave birth, she also had a baby, and we were alone. No one else was with us in the house. Just the two of us were there. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. She got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while your servant was asleep. She laid him in her arms and she put her dead son in my arms. When I got up in the morning to nurse my son, I discovered he was dead. That morning when I looked closely at him, I realized he was not the son I gave birth to. No, the other woman said, my son is the living one. Your son is the dead one. The first woman said, no, your son is the dead one. My son is the living one. So they argued before the king. The king replied, this woman says, this is my son who is alive and your son is dead. But that woman says, no, your son is dead and my son is alive. The king continued, bring me a sword. So they brought the sword to the king. And the king said, cut the living boy in two and give half to one and half to the other. The woman whose son was alive spoke to the king because she felt great compassion for her son. My Lord, give her the living baby, she said, but please don't have him killed. But the other one said, he will not be mine or yours. Cut him in two. The king responded, give the living baby to the first woman and don't kill him. She is his mother. All Israel heard about the judgment the king had given, and they stood in awe of the king because they saw that God's wisdom was in him to carry out justice. There's a lot in these three chapters, and there's a lot of uh, intrigue. You know, there's this brother who wanted to be king, but he wasn't God's man. Solomon was the man. He talked some of the people in following, getting himself crowned as king, but uh, then David said, no, it's going to be Solomon. And then, you know, there's a lot of killing that takes place. Uh, and you, look, you can say what you want to about all that. Shouldn't surprise us. Uh, life is messy. Politics is messy. Kingship. I mean, humanly speaking, this kind of stuff happens. But in the end, in the end, you know, what they say, you got to get the wrong people off the bus. You got to get the right people on the bus. God's going to make sure the right people are on the bus. And when this story is done, when we come to the end of 1 Kings chapter 3, the right people are on the bus. David is gone. He's with his he's with his ancestors, and his spirit is with the Lord. And Solomon, the right man at the right time, is on the throne. So does God work through the ups and downs and the ins and outs and the twists and turns of life. God always intended that Solomon would be the man. He was the man. He's now on the throne. And look at this. 
when he had the chance to ask for money. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for power. He didn't ask for victory. He asked for wisdom. And then God says, since you didn't ask for those things, I'm going to give them to you anyway. Reminds me of uh, the Gospel of Matthew. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be added unto you. Solomon's far from a perfect man. I mean, he marries the Pharaoh's daughter. He's trying to seek peace, I'm sure. But boy, these foreign women are going to get him in trouble later for such a smart, such a wise man. He made some foolish choices. We'll talk about that later. Let us today say this. We believe God is able through the ups and downs and the twists and turns to take us. He's able to take you from where you are today to exactly where he wants you to be. You may not see it today. You may not see it tomorrow, but eventually you'll look back and say, Jesus led me all the way. What he did for Solomon, he will do for you. Let us then seek God's wisdom. Lord, let your wisdom come. Let it flow. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing. Give us wisdom and discernment to live, to live wisely, compassionately, to say and do the right things today. Without you, Lord, we can do nothing. With your wisdom, we will be satisfied. So help us today to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. On that note, folks, go out and have a great day. You got to come back now. You got to come back because we're just in the early days of Solomon's reign. So much more to come. God bless. See you back here tomorrow.